This podcast is a publication of the Engineering Management Institute, where we are committed to building professional development systems, including project management and people leadership programs that support the growth of engineers and their firms. Download our AE Industry Trends Report for insights on the great resignation, remote work productivity, and people-centric cultures. To get your copy, visit engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Welcome to this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping project managers sharpen their PM skills. All project managers are not created equal. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and in this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast, I want to talk to you about something that we found to be probably the biggest pitfall when consulting firms and engineering organizations are trying to really grow project managers and be intentional about project management. There's a glaring couple of items that most firms, unfortunately, get wrong. And so in this episode, I want to share what they are with you and share how we've helped some firms overcome these challenges. And again, it's all around how firms tend to lump all of their PMs together in terms of their experience level. And that is never the case. Let's jump right in. At the Engineering Management Institute, we do a lot of project management training, or I like to call it learning and development. And really, we spend probably 75% of our time these days building custom project management programs. And what does that mean? That means that we have some really good content materials around project management that we've built up over the years. But all of our clients have their own software that they use, templates, verbiage, a PM philosophy. So we kind of take our stuff and their stuff and we merge them together and we create a great flagship program. However, when we do that, we need to spend time up front doing kind of a due diligence phase, if you will. And during this phase, we'll interview anywhere from 20 to 50 people in a firm, whether they're project managers, people that report to them, accounting, operations, to learn about all things project management in that firm. And often what comes out of it is a lot of very interesting things that we then use, of course, to design the program to meet their needs. However, there's a couple of glaring issues that come out every time. And the first one is, what is a project manager in your firm or your organization? Because it's usually not that clear, believe it or not. So I'll dive into that one in a second. That's kind of an industry-wide issue. And then the issues that we see really within a firm that cause a lot of problems is that There is no distinction between the different levels of a project manager. So in some firms that we've seen, I may get promoted to project manager and I immediately have the same title, project manager, as someone who's been a project manager for 15 years. So when someone goes into the system or they look at the roster, they download a report of all their project managers, they have no way of knowing that I have any more or less experience than the person that's been managing project for 15 more years than me. And that's a real problem when it comes to learning and development. So I want to talk about each one of these issues and how you can think about solving them in your organization. And again, you might be an aspiring PM. You might be an experienced PM. You might be a leader in a firm who's trying to figure out how to best address project management going forward. And 
if you can nail these two items that we're going to talk about today, you'll be in very good shape, much better shape than most firms. And of course, if you want to have EMI help you out or you want to talk to me just a little bit about it, you can feel free to reach out to us directly at 800-920-4007. That's 800-920-4007. Or just go to our website and put in a message. We'll try our best to help you out. So the first one is this idea of what is a project manager in your organization? And that's typically a question I'll ask leaders of consulting firms and even project managers How is a project manager defined in your organization? And the problem that I've seen, again, industry-wide is that it's very unclear. So for example, my background is in civil engineering. So if I'm working as a civil engineer in land development, which is what I did when I practiced, I might also be a project manager. So what's my identity within my firm? Do I call myself a civil engineer? Do I talk about land development? Do I refer to myself as a project manager or a PM? Like, how would I describe myself? How would the company describe me? And that is a serious problem in a couple of ways. One thing is that a lot of people in the engineering world really aspire to be a project manager. That's what they want to do. If you ask less experienced or younger professionals, what are one of your goals in your career? Many times you might hear something about getting a license or credential or a degree, but oftentimes you'll hear, I want to be a project manager. So it's kind of like this very prestigious title in a lot of ways. But in some firms that we deal with, it's kind of an add-on to who you are. Well, I'm a structural engineer. Oh yeah, I also manage projects on the side. So in your firm, you need to be really intentional about what a project manager is, what their roles and responsibilities are, how one becomes a project manager, and how that defines someone. So what I mean by that is maybe I am a civil engineer, but I'm also a project manager, which means in your firm, maybe civil engineer is a title and a project manager is a classification that one might have. And that's an important distinction between the two, because there are some firms where you don't have the title as a civil engineer or an architect or a landscape architect. You're just a project manager. And again, that's very different. So think through how you could approach this in your organization. If I were to give you a recommendation from what we've seen with a lot of our clients that we do custom PM training for, I would say the classification approach makes a lot of sense because people often don't want to surrender their craft title, right? Like if I go to school for civil engineering and I have a master's in civil engineering, which I do, I don't want to all of a sudden have that completely out of my title. We're going to take pride in that, whether you're a civil, mechanical, electrical, chemical, environmental, and so on and so forth, right? That's something that's important to you. Like a landscape architect. I know the exam process for that profession is very rigorous. I used to work with a guy who went through it. You want to be known as that. It's a valuable thing. It's a prestigious title and it looks good for you and your organization. So a project manager can be a classification. You may have a lot of project managers and they all have their discipline specific title as well. So think through how you can organize your titles. And that's something we've helped many firms with too, is looking at the titles. Like we've worked with companies where they have titles, engineer one, two, three, four, five, six, architect one, two, three, scientist one, two, three, four. And their employees are like, I don't want to get up in front of a client and say I'm a scientist four. I want to be a project scientist or a scientific leader or something along those lines. But at the same time, you can also be a project manager. So try to be really clear and intentional about how a project manager is kind of represented in your organization and what it means to someone when they become a project manager. I've also seen firms that have utilized 
the title project manager for non-licensed professionals that have become managers or leaders. A lot of states, in fact, most states, you can't necessarily call someone an engineer if they're not a licensed engineer, but they can, of course, be called a project manager. But I don't know that that's the best route because I think you want your licensed professionals to also be able to call themselves project managers. All right, so that's kind of the first glaring issue that we find and that definitely needs to be addressed in your organization if you want to create a very sound and sustainable project management culture. The second one is really gets back to this idea that I mentioned in the intro that all PMs are not created equal. So when we work with an organization, let's say, for example, we're working with XYZ Engineering and they have 100 project managers. The first question I would ask them is, who are your project managers and how can you identify them? Which goes back to the first thing I just spoke about. They're going to have to figure out who are their project managers. Are they classified? Is it someone that's specified as a project manager in their software, etc.? And they may be able to generate a list of people that are quote unquote project managers. Fine. But now they're asking us, let's say, to build a custom training program to train their PMs and make sure that their PMs are up to speed on scoping, scheduling, budgeting, etc. How do you know the proficiency of each of these project managers. So it's like I said earlier, maybe I was promoted to project manager yesterday. So now my title in my company is project manager, but Mary has been a project manager for 15 years in the same organization and her title is project manager. So if I need to focus on learning and development of the project managers in the organization, and I have this list of hundred project managers, I don't know that Mary has 15 years more than experience than Anthony. So if I'm developing an introduction to project management training, how do I know who goes in it? How we've helped firms overcome this challenge is to create a tiered structure or what I like to call a PM progression model, where essentially you have different levels of a project manager, maybe a junior PM, maybe a deputy PM, maybe a senior PM. And there are clear roles, responsibilities, experience, requirements for each level of a project manager so that when we come in and we build this custom training program for them or they're looking for training wherever they're looking to get it, they know the level of training that is required for every PM in the organization because they know what tier they are in this PM progression. So for example, if I'm a junior PM, I need an introduction to project management, like a fundamentals type of learning program. However, if I'm an experienced or a senior PM, and I need a much higher caliber of training, maybe more finance related, maybe managing other PMs, maybe program management, maybe risk management, contracts, etc. You could think of it almost like a university structure, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. The freshmen are taking one-on-one classes, but the seniors shouldn't be. If they are, they're wasting their time. Now, how does one go about establishing this if you don't have it right now? So one of the ways that we recommend doing it is, first of all, generate a list of anyone that is a project manager or doing project management tasks, because sometimes someone is doing project management, but they don't have the title, right? Identify all of them, whether it's 50 people, 100 people, 200 people, whatever it is. And there's a couple different ways you can go about this. I actually think you should do a combination of them, if not all three. And the first one is do a simple survey and ask those individuals to self-assess themselves. Are they beginners, intermediate, or advanced? And you can try to put somewhat of a description next to each one of those items. You could do it by years. You could do it by number of projects. You could do it by their feel for themselves. It's a very interesting thing to see how 100 people rate themselves, beginner, intermediate, advanced. 
Then you can conduct a similar type of survey with their managers. How would you rank your reports that are project managers with their project management experience, right? Beginner, intermediate, advanced. And then lastly, of course, look at their projects. If they've got projects that are doing very well, probably means that they're good project managers. Maybe their level of training needed isn't the fundamentals. If they're struggling in their projects, then that might help you to identify them as beginners, regardless of how many years they've been a project manager. And by doing a combination of these assessments, you can really start to understand who's in what bucket or what tier as project managers. And then you can really create some learning and development programs, tools, and templates to help them be successful. Because then what we can do with a firm is say, oh, wow, you have 30 people that are beginner or junior PMs, 30 people that are deputy, 30 people that are senior. So we're going to create an intro to PM course for those beginners. We're going to create an intermediate level PM course, whatever we end up calling it, transitional for those intermediates. And then we're going to create more of an advanced PM course for the experienced project managers. Now, the other caveat that I want to throw out there is if you do take this approach and you train the three different categories of PMs with topics that are pertinent to them, you'll certainly get good results. And I think they're performance will improve and that's just going to make your firm more profitable. But what you also need to consider doing is making sure that the managers of all of those PMs understand what they're being trained on so that they can reinforce the training. So for example, if you have 40 beginner PMs and you're putting them through a training, that means there's 40 people that manage them or maybe less if some of them manage multiple of them. You need to identify those managers and you somehow need to educate them on what you're training their PMs, whether you it's a crash course, 90-minute summary on what you're doing, a video, however you want to do it. Because just because you have your own training for them doesn't mean it's the training that's going to help them reinforce what the beginners are learning. And that's often a big misconception. And if they don't get trained on it, they can't reinforce it. And then you have PM training programs that are non-effective. All right, so let me just recap what we talked about here, and I hope that you'll find this useful in your PM effort. So first thing is to really identify and define what a project manager is within your firm. Is it someone's actual title and role? Is it a classification that goes on top of their discipline, like civil engineer, and also a project manager? Like I could be a civil engineer that manages projects or a civil engineer that works on projects and doesn't necessarily manage them. The second thing is to consider creating a PM progression or a tier or a career path for PMs that identifies the different levels of project managers within your firm and then try to categorize all of your project managers into the right level to help you with your learning and development approach to project management and to build a strong project management culture. And one last thing I'll add about the progression is you might also have a position that's PM in training or soon to be PM or something along those lines. Because the analogy I always like to give someone is if you say to someone in your firm, congratulations, you're a project manager. In the next couple of months, we're going to get you a training or put you through a training. That's the equivalent to saying to an engineer, let's say from the United States, hey, congratulations, you've been selected to work on this project in Spain. Everything on this project is done in Spanish. So we're going to send you out. You're leaving tomorrow. And the next couple of months, we'll teach you how to speak Spanish. It just doesn't work, right? You're throwing someone into a project that they need the skill sets and you're telling them, don't worry, we'll get you trained. These are critical, critical factors to build long-term sustainable firms. 
hope you enjoyed this episode of the Engineering Project Management Podcast. As I said, this is an issue that if you can tackle it, you'll be way ahead of probably more than 50% of organizations in the engineering industry from the work that we've done. And if you'd like to discuss anything around project management for your firm, whether it's a custom program, tools, templates, we have some other ways to help you get more streamlined with your project management, check out our website at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org or give us a call 800 920 4007. And remember, you can find the show notes for this episode at engineeringpmpodcast.com. That's engineeringpm for project management podcast.com. There you will find a summary of the key points that I laid out here in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. And until next time, I wish you the best in all of your engineering project management endeavors. Mm-hmm.